Hello and welcome to another episode of the NFL DFS From Down Under podcast. I am Joshua and I'm joined as always by my host, DP Woodford. You know him on Draft Stars Moneyball. Um, you know him because you're looking up at him on most leaderboards. How are you, D3? <laughs> I'm good, yeah. yeah. You used to look up a lot more <laughs> when I had more time. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough slog out there at the moment. A lot more people, I think, it's a lot more sharpies around, um, lurking around at DFS now, especially with DraftKings introduction. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot more people are playing, which is good because it makes things a little bit more fun, but also, if it's harder to win money, not so fun. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it's a week now until NBA starts, so that'll get everybody back in the pool, and you might yep. see some knock-on effects to the NFL comps from that as well. Yeah, definitely. So that that's obviously kept you busy. Yep, we're nearly ready to launch NBA. Um, yep. Obviously, we've got a few things going on. So we've got the Stats Insider NBA predictions. We've got the... Um, those predictions also go to um, Tab to power the edge for their NBA stuff. Yep. Um, and we've also got the Fancy Insider cruncher so they're roughly going in that order yep. um and fi probably should be up kind of tuesday night we're hoping for okay. the start of nba season oh, awesome i can't wait for that um just because there's just so many games so it's just a bit more a bit more interesting like nfl like you know you can only go on a, a nfl fixtures so many times to watch the move uh whereas the nba um uh, sort of six or seven games nearly every day so it's yeah. always always interesting always fun um last week how did you how did you go in uh, dfs nfl um, so I played the Sunday and Tuesday games. Sunday, I had a bunch of like 20th to 60th place lineups at Draft Stars. Just didn't quite kind of hit that one combination that got me up right up there, but um, decent profit. Um, and then Tuesday, I think I had, was that Adrian Peterson day? He had a bad day? Yeah. Yeah. I think I had a lot of Adrian Peterson um, and gave back some of my winnings. But yeah, ended up at 100 up for the week, so it's not Yeah, I... I finished second. I needed more Jordan Reed on uh, that Saints uh, Redskins game. I had Traquan Smith. Yeah. I had Mark Ingram. I, I kind of faded Kamara. Uh, I had a great day. I just it kind of stopped me from uh, getting over the edge and, and winning it. But I, I think I finished top five um, yeah, in a couple good. there, so I was happy with that. Yeah. Uh, but the main slate not too well. But uh, we did hit on a few players. Um, obviously, uh, Sony Michelle had a big game. Uh, Kiki Kuti. Um, the Bills defense I had as a contrarian play ended up getting like 13 points, which was always interesting. Um, Johnson and Devante Adams did very well for Woot. Um, and, but quarterback, I think, let us down. I think you had Alex Smith and Blake Bortles last week, Daryl. <laughs> um, unfortunately, no, no good, but you did have Watson who had, had a pretty decent effort as well, though. Yeah, I think I had 15 teams at Draft Stars and eight different quarterbacks. So <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those weeks. I remember you saying that. So it's definitely interesting to look at. Before we get into things, uh, some interesting matchups this week. So obviously Kansas City, New England, we've got a total of 59. Tampa Bay, Atlanta featuring two really, really bad defenses. Total of 58 or 57.5. Pittsburgh at Cincy is another one over 50 at 53. And then the Rams at Denver with some... Um, Play is questionable, um, but they're at 52 and a half. And we've got some uh, big favorites. The Vikings are 10-point faves. Packers are 10-point faves at home. Texans are near 10-point favorites at home as well. And then the Rams, they're 7-point road favorites. Uh, and nothing of note regarding weather. So after saying all that, let's get into it. Uh, yeah, week six. Quarterbacks, what do you like? Um... So, yeah, it's an interesting week. So, we've got um, Mahomes draft stars, Mahomes. Mahomes, uh, love it. 17,620. Um, 
kind of a kind of bit of a standout value there. There's also Darnold, who's 15.4 at 11.7k. Um, Eli Manning, 16.4, 12k. The next up in line, um, Wentz, Cousins, Ryan, kind of other options. Um, and then on the Moneyball side, there's a questionable Deshaun Watson, who's 7,700. Um, and then Mahomes again, 23.8 at 8,700. Um, Tom Brady's actually basically identical to Mahomes. Um, Wilson, Cousins, Ryan. Like it. Uh, obviously, those uh, matchups there, Kansas City, New England, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, are obviously coming up yep. with, with the really high totals, kind of six or seven points higher than any other match. So makes sense that Mahomes is there. You've got to kind of pay up premium, but this might be the week to do it with a majority of the games in the low 40s, um, apart from those four at the 50s that we just mentioned. Um, so Josh, uh, you sent through a couple in his absence. I didn't mention that at the top of the show, but no, if you I listen to the be... punt, if you listen to the punt return podcast, you would know that he's not present. So check out the punt return podcast. He'll be back next week. Uh, he likes Matt Ryan here. Um, similar reasons to why I like Winston. Winston's one of my week, uh, plays this week. Um, it's, it's, it's Jameis Winston week, uh, for me. Um, he's going to be nearly every one of my lineups. So. Uh, the last three games against uh, the Falcons for Jameis Winston, he's thrown for three touchdowns, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, um, only one pick across those three games, um, 299 yards, 261 yards, 281 yards. So close to 300 yards every game, multiple touchdowns. And now they're play- now he's facing, this is probably the worst that the Falcons defense has been across that stretch as well, um, 31st in defensive DVOA. It's probably going to be a shootout. Um, so Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston. Um, you mentioned uh, Sam Darnold. I like Andrew Luck as well on the other side of the ball there in that game. I think uh, the Colts, they're just throwing the ball more than anyone in the league. He's hes on pace to have the most passing attempts in a season ever um, at this point. So I do think even without T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle, he's shown that he can still move the ball um, effectively. So he's a little bit dearer than Winston, so that's why I'm just kind of chips in Winston this week. Yeah, and as you say, he's running out of targets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's he's throwing to guys called Zach Pascal and Chester Rogers, who <laughs> sound like they should be working in like a, a New Jersey accountancy firm or something. <laughs> um, all right, uh, moving on to oh, by the way, Josh also likes Andy Dalton this week um, against the Pittsburgh defense. Uh, he kind of let us down a little bit last week, so I'm not sure about that one. But um, you know, you can't be can't hold grudges in fantasy if the matchup's there. You got to uh, take, it, especially if the cruncher likes. Uh, a certain player. Uh, the running back position. What do you What do you like this week? Um, so Lashawn McCoy is sixty seven ninety at Draft Stars. We've got him projected for eleven point five. Um, you're not going to find much dollar per point wise that beats that. Um, Alfred Morris we're projecting to ten point four at sixty one seventy. Um, Joe Mixon and Chris Carson are also options at Draft Stars. Yep. Um, Kareem Hunt is the best of the premium options there at twelve thousand six hundred. Um, but interestingly, he's down in 13th place if you rank by dollars per point. So there's a bunch of good value running backs at Draft Stars. Um, Todd Gurley at Moneyball is both the best value and a premium option. Um, after that, you've got a list of players that includes um, Joe Mixon, Macau, um, Sakon Barkley, Yeldon, Elliott, and Hunt. There we go. Uh, I mentioned in the Punt Return podcast, check that out, that Todd Gurley, given the way that Sean McVay runs his offense, he's, he splits... A lot of his wide receivers out, forces uh, defenders to, to kind of have to respect that passing game just because Jared Goff is playing at an MVP level and Gurley's faced eight-man boxes on nine just 9% of his runs this season. So um, against the Denver running defense that just got absolutely torched by a lesser talent in Isaiah Crowell, um, I do like Todd Gurley this week if you're going to pay up for premium. 
Um, I was going to mention him, but I saw that Dale had him listed, so I didn't want to uh, double down too much and give people some options. Uh, but I mentioned Crowell. Uh, yeah, I think he could be a good player this week. Um, we saw what the Colts' run D was like last week with uh, Darius Leonard um, and Anthony Walker, who are both questionable. So that's one to keep out on the keep an eye on their uh, health update there. Um, so the Colts are kind of leaky. Sony Michelle had a big game against the Colts' run defense without both those guys. Uh, you mentioned Chris Carson. I like Chris Carson as well. Um, Seattle are running the, the ball really well, and the Raiders have allowed a running back to score or gain 100 total yards in four of the five games so far this season. I also like Tariq Cohen. Um, yeah, he had a career-high 21 touches last week, and I just I just think it's no coincidence that they had their best game offensively when he had 21 touches. I think he's a much better talent and a better player than Jordan Howard. He's very explosive. I think um, they're going to have to keep featuring him if they're going to be explosive offense. I like Tariq Cohen at 4,600. Uh, Josh likes Marshawn Lynch in a revenge game spot in London um, against the Seahawks. Uh, hopefully they do run him in from the one. We saw Derek Carr throw a horrible pick on the one the yard line. Don't know what it is with teams not running Marshawn Lynch from the one yard line. Um, so it would be great to see Seattle... Um, you see Lynch run it in from the one against the team that didn't do it in the Super Bowl. That would be kind of... The reaction should be... The celebration should be entertaining. Yeah, that would be... Especially with Marshawn's history. <laughs> He's not afraid to get a fine either. Um, and he likes uh, Philip Lindsay. He's continually out-touching Freeman. Uh, Royce Freeman, that is. He's had 14-plus touches every week so far. And then Neheim Hines. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, very, very cheap sort of contrarian play if um, Marlon Mack doesn't play. Um, he's touched the ball. He touched the ball a lot last week. Plenty of touches. Great receiving back um, in a PPR format. If um, you're playing sort of uh, draft stars and draft kings, which is the full PPR uh, league. Uh, any final thoughts on running back? No, I think I gave you about ten of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I like that Mixon's on your list. I feel like he's kind of a forgotten premium option. He was featured heavily uh, last week and, and put up plenty of yardage there against the Steelers. I think he should have a good game. Uh, all right, wide receiver now. I think it's a big Julio week. <laughs> I said it on the punt return. Check it out. Um, I love the way I'm just giving that plug after plug. Um, yeah, big, big, big Julio week. This is the week, Daryl. This is the week Julio, he scores. Um, I think, here we go, 12 career games versus Tampa Bay. And over that stretch, he's had 83 catches, 1,413 yards, and 10 touchdowns. That's basically what most receivers put up in a season, and he's done it in 12 games against Tampa Bay. He's owned Tampa Bay. They're now the like the worst-ranked defense, I think. Where are we? Tampa Bay, yes. They're 32nd in defensive DVOA. Um, so, yeah, I'm all over Julio this week. Uh, what do you like? Um, Julio makes my list. Um, so he's on the list. <laughs> he's definitely on the list. Lock him up. That's the lock of the week. Lock him up. Um, so we have Woods at Draft Stars, 11.890 is kind of one of the better value premiums. Um, also Baldwin, 94.10. Um, Tariq Hill, 12.950. Emmanuel Saunders, 10.250. Um, Kuti gets another mention. Yes. Um, on the value options, he's 6,060 at Draft Stars. Um, we got him projected 11.4. The other value options include um, Tyler Lockett at eighty-eight twenty and Trent Taylor fifty-one ninety. That's a that's a interesting one with Trent Taylor because the 49ers are very banged up at wide receiver, so I think that's a, a really great sort of pod there mm. from Trent Taylor. Just uh, I'm just annoyed you mentioned him on the pod now. Well, there goes <laughs> all of our uh, value. Well, well yeah, I don't. That's all right. The fifteen people who listen to us might yeah. have him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. Nah. Uh, Check I like the betting it. markets. I like it. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I cut you off, but that, oh. that's mostly for draft stars. What about Moneyball? Yeah, that's mostly the draft stars list. Um, Hopkins, 8,800 on Moneyball is the best of the premiums. Um, that's more where I like Julio than um, draft stars, to be honest. But also Antonio Brown, Tori Kill, uh, Woods, Adams, and Thielen as kind of um, options there. And then there's just so many premiums that are good value at Moneyball. I struggle to see myself picking a value play, but if you want one, then um, Anua is 6,200, um, and Boyd and Jeffrey have other options at lower prices. But there's just enough options at Moneyball. Yeah, I think you know, with the salary, and we've touched on this in the past, like it's just easy to just put all the big guns in your Moneyball team at wide receiver. Which must be what they're trying to do. They must just be trying to let you pick all the players you know and put them in your team. Yeah, it takes the fun out of it a little <laughs> bit. But uh, you mentioned uh, Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Uh, Woot has him down as has both of them down as well against uh, Oakland um, as as plays. Uh, you mentioned Adam Thielen. Um, Woot has him down as well. He's on pace to shatter the single season target and reception record. Um, so he's kind of due like a regression game, but I just can't see it happening. I think he's like first wide receiver in history to have a uh, hundred yards. In his first five games to start start a season, which is some um, pretty. I think it was a red zone stat last week, right? Yeah, it was just insane. Um, and I love Adam Thielen. I loved him from sort of really early on, and I like I'm proud that like that's like one of my guys. Um, and he's just absolutely killing it. Uh, I like Kiki Kuti and Robert Woods as well. I like both of those. Um, Kuti the past two games, 17 catches, 160 yards, and a touchdown on 22 targets. So that's going to continue. Um, Especially against Buffalo, whose secondary is pretty good, so you know you could see Hopkins and Fuller, and you sort of see uh, Kiki as a kind of a checkdown option. Um, and then I like Robert Woods, obviously with Cooks and Cup, both questionable. Um, if if both of those are out, J- Josh Reynolds could be um, a, a name to watch. Not the uh, West Tigers uh, halfback. Josh Reynolds, uh, Aaron Woods. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was actually shocked to see Aaron Woods in the Australian team this week for rugby league. I, that, Unbelievable. Um, anyway, uh, Josh Gordon is another one. I just think high-scoring affair, big play threat, 59 total. I think he's kind of an upside play, kind of a in a GPP kind of shoot for the stars. Like, he could have a massive, massive game. Um, so that's just one to watch. And then Devontae Adams, I think, just steady as a rock as a premium option there for you. But that's there's plenty of names to consider at wide receiver this week. Um, there's kind of no real sort of little value players except for sort of Reynolds and, and uh, Trent Taylor, I think. So normally there's a lot of those mid-tier guys that jump out at me, but not so much this week. No, it's not a ton. Uh, all right, uh, moving on. Uh, the tight end position. Uh, what, do, what do you like this week? Uh, so we've got Adrasas and Joku at 5,500 or 5,530, and we've got for 9.6, so obviously good value there. Um, on the premium, Zacherts, 98.40. Um, Kelso, we're projecting 16.6. And I've included Kittle here with a question about whether we can call him a premium yet. But yep. <laughs> we're projecting him for 11.5. Um, Moneyball, Kelso kind of gets Kelso gets the lead, 7,800. Yep. Um, he's, to be honest, roughly equal with Gronk. You could pick either of those. Um, Ebron is cheaper, um, but similar kind of dollar per point value. Then there's big drop-offs in the tiers. So there's a drop-off there to Ertz and Cook. And then there's a big drop-off after that to um, Jimmy Graham and Njoku. Yeah. Uh, Njoku was on your list, I think, last week. Um, he was pretty good value. Uh, I think he caught, ended up with like six catches and I think like 70 yards. Failed to find the end zone, but still, that's pretty good, solid floor there for, for the Getting price the you pay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so 
Good to see him on the list again here. Hopefully he doesn't have a, a too big of a match because uh, we like the uh, the Clippers or the, the Chargers. <laughs> um, check out the Punt Return um, podcast. Check that out. Um, yeah, I, I I like Cameron Brait this week. So um, that's my stack this week is a Winston Cameron Brait. OJ Howard is out. Um, so I'm going to make America Brait again um, with Cameron Brait here. Um, so prior to the, the bye week, Braid has scored in consecutive games, six catches, 63 yards on eight targets. I just think he's prime here. Winston and Braid, I don't mind a Winston kind of uh, Chris Godwin stack mm. potentially as well. They're kind of really cheap options, and then you can load your team up elsewhere with with a Todd Gurley, with um, a Devontae Adams or, or Julio Jones or, or a, a DeAndre Hopkins um, options there. Yeah. So. Cameron Brate's only 3,700 on DraftKings. I'm not sure. Draft Stars and Moneyball, but I imagine he won't be as dear as, as some of the other premium options just because he's in that timeshare role, uh, with, uh, OJ Howard, who isn't playing in this game. So, um, I like Kelsey as well. Just that high total, uh, good stack with Mahomes. Mm. Um, given the 59 total, would you do a, a triple stack with sort of, say, a Sammy Watkins or, or a Tyreek Hill? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely something that's worth considering. With the, I think I do more in Australia than I would yep. do at the DraftKings um, for the reasons we've talked about two or yep. three times on the pod in the past. So you can yep. get back and listen to those. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think the three-man stack is perfectly viable with those kind of options. Yeah, I think a Brady, Gronk, Josh Gordon stack could be something interesting. James White as well has always got a solid option as kind of a contrarian stack given he's a running back. But he just catches so many passes. I think he leads... the. Him, Gordon, and I can't remember who it is. Has got, yeah, the most kind of pass uh, pass catches uh, through running backs through the first sort of five weeks of the season. So that's always interesting to consider. Uh, Josh likes Eric Ebron as well. Jack Doyle ruled out again. Um, T.Y. Hilton out. So Ebron's kind of the, the guy on the field that's kind of got the most talent and upside um, as opposed to Chester Rogers and Zach Pascal, the accountants from New Jersey that I mentioned earlier. Um, Ebron, he's been a top 12 scorer in four of the five games this season. Although the Jets are tied for a league low in catches allowed to tight ends, they kind of haven't faced any sort of premium tight ends yet. So this might be kind of the best one that they faced. So Ebron's got a kind of healthy floor there for, for the uh, fantasy players. So that could be an interesting kind of stack option. It's kind of weird. I like the more tight end quarterback stack this week, which we had some success on last season. Yeah. Uh, especially early on. So it's something to watch. Uh, all right, defense. Um, I kind of love your little note in here, Daryl. Um, <laughs> why do we still pick these? <laughs> it's just guesswork. Um, uh, you picked a good one last week with the Bills, 900 or prices. From a cruncher perspective, it's a struggle just because there's such little variation in projections and such little variation in salary yep. that you're just going to end up with a variety. Um, for what it's worth, um, Packers at um, Draft Stars and Texans at Moneyball are kind of our two best options. Yeah, uh, Josh didn't even put defenses in. That's how little he cares <laughs> this week, um, which I get, uh, just totally get. Um, uh, yeah, Ravens is probably mine at Tennessee. I mentioned on the Punt Return podcast, check it out, um, that the Titans have only played really one good half of football through five weeks on offense. So I think the Ravens could um, do a uh, pretty good a job on this Titans offense. So I like the Ravens uh, and the Texans. Yeah, I like the Texans at Buffalo. Um, there's a good Twitter f- account that I follow called Justice Mosquito. He's a writer for uh, NFL. I can't remember what site. He writes for multiple, multiple sites. But he's doing uh, uh, some great sort of analytic stuff on um, 
adjusted net yards per attempt and all that sort of stuff from a quarterback perspective. And Josh Allen is um, arguably one of the worst starting quarterbacks through five weeks from a season in NFL history. Hmm. Um, so that bodes well for a Texans offense. That uh, Jadavian Clowney has been a flat-out beast. Um, J.J. Watt looks back. Um, they have some issues on the secondary, but Josh Allen can't really throw the ball that that well. So um, I do think that could be a play. I think the Texans, I just feel like the ownership's just going to be so high, though. I think a lot of people are just defaulting to whoever the Bills are playing um, and just putting that defense in, which is a smart strategy. But then again, you need a real pod. Um, yeah. The Bears could be a potential option. They've just been so strong. And Ryan Tannehill hasn't had a complete disastrous game yet, although he kind of crapped the bed late last week, but we haven't had a proper Ryan Tannehill shutdown game yet, so that that, that could be on the cards potentially, but mm. I don't know. It, it, yeah, as you're right, like it's just a lottery, really. Well, like you say, the play the bill strategy is one you see mentioned quite a lot, and it does end up getting reflected in the ownership percentages, so yeah, yeah, you kind of pay your money take your choice. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing like double ups, or you just want to kind yeah. of finish in the top 50 or something, then go ahead, like that's a sound strategy. Yeah. But if you want to win, like thousands then you need to kind of swing for the fences a little bit um but that doesn't mean you can't not have a winning lineup with the bills you can no. swing for the fences elsewhere yep um so yeah uh i see you've added a note on cameron Bray. <laughs> i just looked him up he's so he's 89 90 at draft stars um as opposed to someone like Ertz, who's 98 40 i'm just wondering how you saw that value hmm yeah Ertz. i think oh man that's tough uh Ertz has like a solid floor i think um, and he finally found the end zone last week. He's been killing it in terms of targets with Wentz. Wentz just loves Zach Ertz. So, yeah, that's that's hard. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 50-50? Yeah, I think I'll split it. Each. I think I'll split it. And I'll have a lot of Kelsey as well, as you said, just because that total's just so damn high. Yeah. Um, and I might even, like, if Cooks and Cup are out, I might even look at kind of like a Rams tight end potentially, um, with Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby. I remember I was correct on Higby once last week. Yeah. Last year, sorry, was a um, in a random spot, it was the most <laughs> random thing ever, but it, it paid off. He found the end zone. Um, if yeah, if if Cooks and Cup are out, I trust McVeigh to just utilize other weapons. Like he's just so smart, I trust him um, as an offensive coordinator. So and as a coach, a head coach. So um, yeah, I think that could be an option. But yeah, I think I don't know. I love Cameron Bright. Make American Braid again. I just think it's just one of the great one of the great team names. If I just wanted to give you another excuse to use the line. Yeah, it's just <laughs> fantastic. Uh, any final thoughts on Week Six DFS? Kind of a sh- not a straightforward week, but a kind of a like I don't know how to like overview this week. Like I found it like I don't know. Like other weeks, like I have such more variety of options. This week, I keep finding myself coming back to the same sort of four or five games. Yeah. Um... It's an interesting one, right? It's, it's pretty much the only thing in DFS land this weekend, unless you're playing NBA preseason. The soccer's on an wow. international break. <laughs> there is a $3,000 NBA preseason tournament at Draft Stars, and then there's a 15 k NFL tournament. So I, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of attention, I think, on it. Um, I don't see a ton of great options, and to be honest, I'll probably somewhat limit my lineups just for that reason. But um, it should be an entertaining weekend. Final week off for you them. before NBA. Maybe just like a DFS-free weekend for you. Like feed up and just relax. Yeah, it's not impossible. Um, <laughs> there may be oh, a bit of horse racing to be watched over the weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> heading to the Everest on Saturday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, so I fly back to Melbourne, uh, Sydney from Melbourne on Friday night and then straight into Everest on Saturday. You have a tip for it? Um, oh, man, I... I don't know. It's a, it's a hard race. Um, I'll probably do my form on the flight. 
Friday night, and yeah. I'll just get the newspaper, and um, I feel sorry for the bloke next to me, because <laughs> um, I prefer the Herald form um, form guide. So it's more the broadsheet yeah. uh, paper, but I think the form inside. They might do it on a tablet now. <laughs> yeah, that might be easier. I might uh, I might download uh, the form guide potentially as a PDF on my phone and, and do it that way. I I, I like Vega Magic, um, yeah. so I might uh, might do that um, potentially, but we'll, we'll wait and see. It's looking a bit like softer ground, right? So. Yeah, oh, I haven't been up in Sydney, so I don't know. Uh, I, from what I hear, um, yeah. we're gonna have some. I hope you have something up on Stats Insider tomorrow evening. Oh wow! The debut of our um, horse racing, the horse racing model. Um, Outstanding! <laughs> uh, love it, love it, love it, love it. From preliminary runs, we're quite liking in her time. In um, her time, okay. Um, particularly if the ground is soft, so we'll see how that goes. Do you have green and orange plays for that, or is it just percentage-based? We will. Um, oh. So the first version of it will basically just be a rating, so it'll be the, the horse that we predict to have the... So it's a time-based model, um, yep. using sectionals and so on, um, and it's primarily trained on predicting the finishing time of a horse. So the time of the... Sorry, the horse that's predicted the fastest time will have a rating of 100, yep. and then the next ones will be okay. ranked would like that, and then the next version, which will probably be sort of mid-November realistically or yep. late November will introduce the value plays. Yeah, because the, the horse racing prices just fluctuate so much. So something could be an orange or a green play at 12.30pm and then by 12.45 it's complete, It's moved from 26s into 12s and, and the value's all gone. Yeah, we've got a bit of work to do to get all that stuff updated in yeah. real time. Um, like we normally for the US sports and AFL NRL we update once an hour and yep. obviously you need to do that more frequently for horse racing. So. Yep. There's a few things in the pipeline, but yeah, looking forward to getting something out there. Yeah, definitely interesting. I definitely will be checking that out. I'm excited. <laughs> that's uh, that's very, very cool. Uh, yeah, so NFL, good luck this week. As I said, strange week, um, but if DP's not having a, a run, then there might be some great news for the punters <laughs> out there, like uh, the we'll big see. sharks not in the, uh, in the ocean, so uh, potential, uh, you know, extra lineups for everyone. Um, you know, like your chances, so... Um, I'll say this, make America braid again. Um, and it's, it's Jameis Winston week, baby. So, uh, Winston and, uh, and braid. That's all I'll say. Nice stack. Yeah. I don't mind it. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Wooten Y. You can follow me at JYNFL and you can follow Daryl across multiple platforms at, um, at DP Woodford, um, and Stats Insider at, at Stats Insider and Fantasy Insider at Fantasy Insider. Yep. And recommend checking out the Fantasy Cruncher. It's worth its weight in gold, especially now that you get NBA. We've got Big Bash, NFL. There's plenty of fantasy, um, and DFS. You only have to kind of win like one lineup, like across the next few months to, to get your money back and, and, and it's worth its weight. So yep. it's just win once. Like it's not. Overly difficult, especially with the cruncher, you're going to have that advantage. So definitely recommend checking that out. Um, and we'll be back next week and uh, enjoy the weekend.